You're listening to the Social Spectrum Podcast with Gina Galliotto. Here we prove that success on social media and in entrepreneurship is not one size fits all and discuss thriving online through the lens of different personality types, lifestyles, and neurodiversity. Success lives on a spectrum, so your impossible search for the one right way to grow your online business ends here. On the Social Spectrum Podcast, we'll unfold your right way instead. Let's dive in. I think that in the first few years of your business or the first few years of being an entrepreneur, it's so important to push yourself to try new things and get out of your comfort zone and overall just make sure you're not getting stuck in your ways essentially. So there are quite a few things that I did differently this year than I did last year in my business. And so today I want to talk about five of those things. They're just the ones that stood out to me the most whenever I looked back and how those five changes impacted my business. Now, some of these changes were very intentional, and then some of these changes kind of just happened by accident, which I feel like the first change is that way. I didn't necessarily intend to do this. It just kind of happened. And so the first thing that I did differently this year was posting more on my Instagram than I did on my TikTok. And not just posting more there, but even like just dedicating myself more to Instagram versus the way I was dedicating myself to TikTok last year. Like I said, I didn't necessarily set out to do this. And I think the reason that it did happen is just because number one, I was finding myself getting more digital product sales from Instagram. And so obviously it's going to be a lot more motivating to post on the platform that is making you more money as a business owner. And then also hand in hand with that, I was finding that I could just create Instagram content a lot faster, which is actually crazy to say. Like, I wouldn't believe that I was even saying that a year ago because a year ago I was like so excited to show up on TikTok and I genuinely felt like just talking straight to the camera was easier and lower energy and lower effort for me. But now I'm just, I don't know what's happened. (laughs) Like something just shifted And now I'm finding that I would rather just use B-roll and put text on screen. And I've just recently started finding my love again for talking head videos, but I think it does have a lot to do with just managing my time properly. So I'm not sure if this is a shift that will be permanent. I do really hope to balance out the amount that I'm posting on Instagram and TikTok this year because I think they're really both important platforms. Which leads me to my next point about this shift and another like change that I've seen because of it. I think Instagram is really great for nurturing and connections, whereas TikTok is better for reach. And I've talked about this before, but something I've found with posting more consistently on Instagram this year is I've just made such strong friendships and had really great DM conversations and just I'm getting so much more feedback from my community over on Instagram. And it goes hand in hand with the fact that I am getting more digital product customers, right? Because now more and more of my community are my customers and my students, you know, they've bought into my community on another level. It's like, it just like levels up our connection. And we have like, we'll have like inside jokes or like, I'll know that certain people might respond to certain stories in a certain way, just because of how much of a stronger bond I feel I've been able to make over on Instagram. And I do think it's just because of the way that the platforms are set up and that DMs on TikTok are not as accessible. 
and stories on TikTok are not as accessible. On the other side of that, though, I will say probably overall this year, I got less reach than the year before when I was focusing on TikTok. So on TikTok, there's a lot more virality potential. And so whenever I was pumping out content for TikTok versus Instagram, I was definitely, you know, seeing higher numbers in that area. So I think it definitely just depends on what you want to prioritize. And like I said, next year, I'm hoping to find a little bit of balance so that it's not so heavy on one platform versus the other. The second big change that I made this year is shifting from higher level educational style posts to more inspiring and beginner level education posts. And so this, I'm very curious, actually, please feel free to DM me and let me know. This gave me a little bit of, you know, imposter syndrome. I was really kind of torn about this because I thought people would, you know, notice that I was not educating as frequently. So I am curious, definitely DM me and let me know if you've noticed and what your thoughts are. But overall, the reason that I started doing this is because I just noticed that my community, every time I would put out surveys or anything like that, they were at a more beginner level as far as the tips that they were needing and just like the place in their journey that they were at. And I also realized that if I was going to continue to grow my numbers on social media and grow my community, this means new people would hopefully be consistently coming into my community. And I can assume that newer people to my community are on a more beginner level than maybe people who have been in my community for longer. And it's not to say that I'm going to stop giving them, you know, those people who've been here longer any attention. It's just that I've now moved that higher level education and opportunity to different areas of my business. So meaning like into my resources. This way, there are just multiple touch points and multiple entry points for people, no matter kind of what level they're at, so that my content kind of acts as the bigger top end of a funnel, right? It's pulling people in, those beginner level people who want to learn more so that I can nurture them through some of that educational content, my free resources, the podcast, my courses, my one-on-one services, which we'll talk about next. (laughs) And so that is why I've made that shift. And now as far as the more inspirational content, because I didn't just move from kind of higher level education to more beginner style education, I also started adding more inspiration and motivation and things like that into my content. And the reason that I started doing that is also because of feedback. People were telling me like, you know, I feel like I have a lot of the tools. I've been following you for a while. You've given me all of these tips. Like, I know what to do, but for some reason, I'm just not feeling inspired. I'm not feeling motivated, all of those kinds of things. And I completely understand that because same, like I was completely the same. I sat on so much information and so much potential for so, so, so long until I finally took action. And so that is why I realized, you know what? Maybe they don't need all of these tips and all of this information. In fact, based on feedback, maybe all of that super high level education in my content is actually overwhelming. And so that's why I simplified and that is why I added more inspirational style content. And so overall, I do think this has been a great shift. I've noticed more followers and more engagement on Instagram, but I have noticed less followers and less engagement over on TikTok, like I kind of mentioned before, because I do think kind of those higher level talking head 
educational style videos perform better over there. And that's probably why that happened. And then another impact that I've noticed is more digital product sales overall. I do still think that the wide majority of them come from Instagram. In fact, I'm pretty certain that that's the case. So that's definitely something to note. You don't have to go into this super incredibly advanced content and spend hours and hours planning it and filming it and all of these things in order to make money online. In fact, simplifying it as this kind of shift has proved has actually helped with my revenue in that area. So let's talk about the third shift that I've made. I kind of mentioned this a second ago, but it has to do with working with one-on-one clients. So this year I actually stopped working with one-on-one clients altogether And this includes long-term like month-to-month coaching as well as even just like my one-off 60-minute like coaching calls and my social media audits. All of that personalized one-on-one stuff. I don't think I did any one-on-one long-term stuff this year at all, maybe at the beginning of the year. And then around halfway through the year, I stopped doing the one-on-one calls and the audits. And so there's multiple reasons that I stopped doing this. And this shift was actually very intentional. I did this because number one, I was definitely burnt out. It is a lot of effort and energy and love and attention that goes into working with one-on-one clients, especially long-term. And yeah, I was just a little bit mentally tired. And I also felt like I had just like made such an impact and learned so much from working with the one-on-one clients that I did work with. And that I was ready to start putting all of that knowledge and information into digital products. I knew I wanted to start learning about digital products. And so I focused on that. And I knew that it would just be too much for me to do it all at once, to have these long-term clients depending on me at the same time as me trying to put my all into learning how to get my digital products out there so I could help people at a larger scale, right? Because my one-on-one time is very, you know, limited. There's only so much I can give. (laughs) And so, but with digital products, I could help thousands and thousands and thousands of people and my impact is not limited. Now, as far as the impact that this had on my business, it did make me way better at selling. I will say that in general, like just selling digital products instead of selling one-on-one services or personalized services, I knew that my time wasn't tied to it. And so therefore there was less limitations around selling it. There was less anxiety around selling it for me. It wasn't like as pressure filled, right? To sell because even though I absolutely love working with my clients and I have a blast every single time, It is one of those things that causes a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of nerves, like even if it's in an excited way. And so like sometimes it's harder to get through that mental block and your brain will try to convince you not to. Or if like I'm just feeling tired overall, I might not want to sell as much one-on-one stuff because I'm like, ugh, it sounds tiring to do a social media audit right now, right? But with digital products, it's so much easier to sell because you know Not only are you going to help someone, but you also aren't tied to it with your time and your energy. And so it just makes it, like I said, easier and breezier, at least for me. (laughs) But on the other hand, I also feel that not working with one-on-one clients and not doing one-on-one calls made me less inspired when it comes to content. And that's because I realized that I just, I got a lot of my content ideas and 
my inspiration for how I could help people through my clients and what they were struggling with and questions they would ask me. And so, yeah, I just felt a little bit less inspired in that area. And I also really, really miss like the really deep connections you can make with one-on-one clients, especially long-term one-on-one clients. Like I have such strong friendships with the my original one-on-one clients and it's just like something that it, it's kind of addicting. Like you really crave that kind of energy with like-minded people who, you know, just get it. So I am looking forward to bringing back some one-on-one services in 2024. I definitely, you know, I feel like the theme of this episode is balance, just like with TikTok and Instagram. I also want to find a balance between one-on-one and digital products. So basically active sales and passive sales. So if you have been looking forward to or hoping to work with me one-on-one, I would love if you would DM me and let me know in what capacity you would like group programs, 60-minute calls, social media audits, chat access, whatever you can kind of think of, I'm brainstorming that right now. So feel free to send me your feedback in that area. Okay, let's talk about the fourth shift that I made in my business this year, and that is starting the podcast. So I also started the podcast for a very intentional reason, and that is because I found myself not having a kind of repurposing funnel. So what I mean by that is I had short form content only and I didn't really have like that longer form content to break down into smaller content sizes and kind of make my life a little bit easier. And I also, of course, wanted to just expand my reach. And long form content is also kind of how I adjusted to not offering that super kind of high level education in my content anymore. Like we talked about with that second shift, now people can find it here so that it's still free, you know, but it's just that I made that little, that little change in my content strategy, which did yield good results. And similarly, so has the podcast. I have absolutely loved doing it. It did help with a little bit of repurposing. It's made me some really strong connections in my DMs and with guests that I've had on. It attracts new audience members. I do have people DM me and be like, hey, I just found you through the podcast, which I absolutely love to see. And of course, that helps me with leads too. And then it's also good for SEO because I do have the show notes on my site. And that also helps people find me through Google and just through searching in general. So it really has been super beneficial, but of course I'm going to tell you the not so glamorous sides as well. It is a huge time and mental commitment. And that is coming from someone who is outsourcing a lot of the workload. Honestly, I launched with a podcast manager and I currently have a podcast editor and I also have an assistant and it still feels like a lot for me. It's a lot of planning. It's a lot of mental load you know, I do put a lot of pressure on myself to give you something super valuable since I made that shift in my content. But I think many of you listening understand how important it is to make sure that you manage your time well before you get into something. So that's why I wanted to just give that little disclaimer. And I also want to say as a disclaimer, it's not to say that everyone would feel that way by any means. Some people might find this absolutely easy breezy, In fact, one of my friends just started a podcast and she said, you know, for her that it's been a lot easier than she was expecting. So as we know, everyone's different. Everyone's energy is different. Everyone's mental capacity is different. 
And so I'm just sharing my experience and definitely not trying to scare you out of starting one if you want to start one. Because like I said, it's had lots of benefits and I've absolutely loved doing it. I just advise you really sit down and think about the time, energy, and budget that you have before committing because there's no end date, right? Like my podcast is something that I'm going to have to work on for the indefinite future. So it's a big deal. So overall, it was a good choice for me and I love it, but just think about it, okay? (laughs) All right. And the fifth and final big shift that I made in my business this year was focusing more on email marketing. I love writing. So this has been fun for me to lean into. I haven't been like week after week consistent, but for a while there, I was like, I was, I was pretty consistent. And as far as changes it's made for my business, the main pro is definitely just having a community of people who are actually nurtured and who want to hear from me that I could still reach if social media disappeared tomorrow or if my Instagram is glitching and I really need to get some information to them or whatever the reason is. And so that's really, really comforting for me. It's it's kind of like insurance, right? I mean, this is my business, so I want to be able to reach my people. And as far as sales, I will say like I was hoping to get more sales from my email marketing. I think it's been really, really helpful for me during times when I'm launching. Like I definitely get sales from my email when I am launching a new digital product or when the price is about to go up or something like that, because, you know, your email subscribers are definitely your hottest leads. Like they signed up for this type of information, right? But I will say between launches, I haven't quite mastered the art of keeping a super consistent sales rate from emails after launch periods. So that is something that I'm possibly considering outsourcing a bit next year. I haven't fully decided yet. It would probably be more in like Q3 or Q4 if I did that. But I'm at a point where I don't have the time and the capacity to become an expert email copywriter. So it just seems like something that maybe eventually it would be better for me to hand off as much as I do love writing. Even if it was just them writing like, you know, a few of them per month and me like filling in the between ones, or even if it was just having a coach even would be amazing. So that's something I'm thinking about for 2024. I do know that I don't want to abandon it. I want to continue working on email marketing and refining it and making it better, making my newsletter more enjoyable to read overall. I think I tend to overwrite a little bit. I'm very like, I embellish for sure with my words. So I'm trying to get better at that. And I'm also trying to, again, just fill in the blanks with that higher level education that now is a little bit simplified on my actual social media channels. Those are my five big shifts. Overall, it's been a really enlightening year. I've learned so much. I mean, I like I'm always mind blown whenever I look back and think about how much entrepreneurship has taught me. Like, it's crazy. I feel I really do feel so grateful. Hopefully hearing how some of these changes ended up impacting my business is helpful for you and gives you some perspective going into 2024 if you were considering making any of these changes or shifts. And I will meet you back here next week. If you liked this episode, it would make my day to hear about it. Please don't hesitate to share your thoughts on Instagram and tag me at Gina Galliotto or shoot me a DM letting me know so I can continue sharing episodes you love. And if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Social Spectrum podcast and leave a five-star review so we can stay in each other's worlds. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Until next time, friend.